You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Welcome. Today we are talking about uh, we're having a unique discussion and a unique perspective on security, cybersecurity, specific to uh, the, the managed services profession. And this is going to be a really, um, we're going to have to approach this in a very delicate way because there are a lot of MSPs who know what they're doing when it comes to security. They've been doing it a long time. They do it for themselves and they do it for their customers. But there are an even greater uh, number of providers. We'll call them new entrants to the MSP community. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that because we're going to get into that shortly with our, our special guest today. And we're going to be talking about the, the newer members of the professional managed services community. Whether they're actual MSPs or not, we'll, we'll let you make that decision um, on your own. But what we're gonna do is present the facts or our beliefs and opinions as we have them today and give you some of the perspective of what are the requirements, what are the expectations of new entrants of companies who are either calling themselves MSPs or want to become MSPs, uh, and what sh should they be doing for themselves and for their customers from a cybersecurity perspective. And joining me here today to uh, provide his uh, expert opinion, I think I can call him an expert, is um, Michael Kareen, CEO and founder of Solutions Granted. Uh, Michael, welcome to the MSP Zone. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you for a little bit and chat. Absolutely. I, you, you have such a, an interesting perspective um, on this, and I'm really excited to, to kind of um, get, get your ideas uh, out there and, and have, a, have a good dialogue with you. Before we get started, um, there, you guys have a pretty big uh, partner base, uh, people who, who work with you guys. There's, there's a lot of MSPs out there who, who may not be familiar with you guys. What is it that Solutions Granted does? So we are a managed security services provider for MSPs and even some MSSPs that are starting up that, you know, need that 24-7 SOC, need that on-ramp to success. And so we are taking our stack and our services and our North American-based SOC to the channel. Great. So, I, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before and, and how many partners do you have? I mean, am I allowed to ask that? I don't know. If I... Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, probably a little, just a little over 700. And I say MSPs, VARs, and MSSPs, because that's what we're servicing today. Right. And, and I like how you, you categorize, you have like several different categories in there. And I, and I think part of that is, is really the challenge, right? We, as, as we were discussing there, there's a very large community of quote MSPs. And yes, there, there is no official licensure. You, anyone, I could, I could stop my work today. I could tomorrow become an MSP, self-proclaimed. And the tools and the technologies are out there freely for me to acquire and start to use. And no one's going to tell me no. Um, 
there are good things and bad things about that approach, but that certainly has to be driving a lot of the interest in a company like Solutions Granted. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's that idea of building a better team. And I think I heard it once where somebody had said, you know, every heart surgeon is a doctor, but not every doctor is a heart surgeon. And so sometimes there's a specialty out there that gets that unique identifier that leaves you in that space. So uh, undoubtedly, I, I would assume you're seeing, even within your own partner base, um, and I'm, I'm going to use your partner base as kind of a, um, uh, an ecosystem of the larger ecosystem or representative sample, if, if we will, um, because you, it sounds like you have a, a pretty wide, diverse uh, level of maturity uh, within those partners. Um, you're getting all types, right? I mean, you're not just getting new entrants. You're, you're, it's, it sounds like you're having some pretty, you know, sophisticated MSPs who have some cybersecurity chops, but they just need what? I mean, what, what would they come oh, to? Oh, yeah, for? for sure. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I look at it, you know, I look at our brand new smallest partner that legit, they have 10 endpoints. That's what they're managing. That's their book of business. They just started out. And then our most mature largest MSP has a little over 30,000 endpoints that they're managing. Um, it's everything. I'd say a lot of times, you know, even the most mature ones that are coming to us, they don't want to build a 24-7 SOC. They don't want to staff it. They don't want to put the money, the time, and the effort that it takes if there's a possibility that they could have the instant on-ramp to success and somebody that that's all they do. And so that's why we see, you know, a lot of partners coming to us because we don't compete with them. This is meant to be collaboration at its finest. Yeah. So so they're, they're coming to you to augment their existing tech and their people. Um, do you find that the more mature partners have already a sense of what is expected and this is just um, augmentation or, or, or is that not the case? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's some that are coming that are incredibly mature and it's just augmentation. And then there's some others that, you know, they have really great technology. Like they've legitimately probably picked the best of the best out there, but they don't have the people and they don't have the process. So they're missing a little bit of the things that come before the technology. And so this is a way for them to get mature faster. For the less mature, and I, you know, I think you, you and I probably need to schedule another episode here just to talk about <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the politics behind this. But you know, w- whether whether these, all right, I'm going to call them a provider of IT services, whether they are proactive and an MSP or they're reactive and more break fix. That's a whole separate situation. Let's talk oh, about sure. the reactive. They come to you and they say, hey, I'm interested. I, however I found out about you, I'm interested. Speak to, speak to us about that mentality. Are they having an understanding of what is expected of them? No, From, they're not. They don't? They're oh, not at all. Okay. No, I think a lot of what we're hearing is, is you know, they've got the buzzwords. They've got a great foundation of understanding of what they think they need. But, you know, so my favorite one is is this new MSP or new provider comes in and says, I want a SOC as a service. And my immediate response is, what does that mean to you? 
And most of them have a hard time telling you what that means. Um, they can tell you that it's, oh, yeah, it means you're awake 24 hours a day. It means you're going to do everything. That's another one. out. Like, you're going to do everything. And that's what so-and-so said. It's like, yeah, okay, nobody's going to do everything for you. So it's there's a lot of education behind this and trying to get the really young, newer, even the break fix that are trying to transition in and some of the mature ones, getting them to understand this is a team effort. You know, no one entity is going to do it all for you and you don't want them to. You want them to be in your corner. You want them to be a part of your team and you want them to be there when the fight comes. Do, do you think that, 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 because that's really interesting and I've heard this before, when, when those partners are coming to you and saying, I want you guys to do everything, do you think that they're trying to shift risk off to, to, to you and your team? I think some of it is. Yeah. I think they're, they're a little scared and they should be. The threat landscape is evolving so fast and it's becoming really dirty and dangerous every day. It's like just what I couldn't believe was happening last week that's now happening this week is just, it's almost insurmountable some days to understand how we're evolving this fast. I heard somebody say that, you know, for hundreds, if not thousands of years, we've seen crime, um, but cyber crime to businesses has now outpaced crime. And we've only been doing what? IT-ish stuff for three or four decades. And so how has cybercrime already outpaced normal crime in business this fast? It's kind of amazing. It, it is very, it's amazing. It's scary. It's, but it, it also, I keep reminding myself as I hear these, 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 um, I think they're facts. I, I, I absolutely believe they're facts. It also makes me think that this is why we've been in managed services for so long and why I believe in the MSP business model because it makes the MSP super um, relevant. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I'd like to get back to the the new partners. And and I, I, I was talking to, to someone the other day and they were talking about the, the amount of M&A activity and MSPs, you know, buying yes. and selling each other. But more importantly, there are new MSPs starting up every day. I say MSPs, look at, I, I, there are new <laughs> providers getting started every day who want to become MSPs. If they don't understand the expectation that, that people have, that we as the community have of them, I would rather they go to a solutions granted and say, look, at least for the security stuff internally, get it done until such time as you can do it yourself. And if that's never, then so be it. But I, I think that that has to be almost like the first statement to them, which is this is a really lucrative market, but you, you, you can't just come in and, and do this on the cheap, especially your own security. I 100% agree with you. Um, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name, but I heard him speaking at an ASCII, and this was probably like 2017, 2018. And he said one of the downfalls or one of the failures that he thought that he was seeing in these providers or MSPs is they weren't onboarding themselves the way they wanted their clients to be onboarded. They weren't putting themselves to the task the same way they were expecting maybe the vendor to be put to task or the client to be put to task. And I think that goes right back to what you're saying. It's like, you really have to do it to yourself to understand it first before you can go out there and then do it for someone else. They treat themselves differently than they treat their customers. Yeah, they don't eat their own dog food. That's a shame. Yeah. I, Michael, that, that and they just, have more risk. There's way more risk because they're holding the keys to the kingdom. 
is like they have access to all of their clients. So man, you know, you see what happened in 2019 and you know the end of 2018, how MSP started getting attacked or these providers started getting attacked and what the downstream effect was. So I, I, I want to talk, you know, brass tacks and, and get some kind of practical tips, um, you know, out there f- from you, if, if you're willing, you know, besides obviously standing up a sock and a SIM product, which, right, buying a SIM may be easier, standing up a 24 by 7 fully staffed sock, that's, that's, a, that's another story. That, that takes commitment, that takes time, money, people. Um, it's not just doing that. That's a good start. But what are some other kind of table stakes things that you're seeing new, maybe the, the less mature entrants coming to you and saying, they don't even have these types, these, these basics, these fundamentals in place? Um, hard to believe this, but MFA is still a conversation. Seriously. Of, it's a conversation, not a conversation of you must, but it's a conversation of, hey, we think you should do this. It's like, I don't want to go to my surgeon and have my surgeon say, I think we should do this. I want my surgeon to be authoritative and I want my surgeon to say, we have to do this. And it's kind of a shame that I'm still seeing these providers, MSPs, whatever we're calling them, still giving their clients a choice. And it's not a silver bullet. It doesn't fix everything, but it certainly makes the battle a whole hell of a lot harder. And so that's, that's surprising to me. And, and I've seen providers, we, um, we do incident response work. Um, and I have seen providers come into us asking us for help that we've never met before, just to come to find out that they've got open RDP into their environment and no MFA. That's really interesting, Michael. So, so it's, it's, it's the old, it's almost, it sounds like they're almost treating it like, all right, well, we, we can go Dell or we can go HP. We could go Google or we could go Microsoft. It's like they're giving them a choice and yeah. one choice is you can use MFA or you cannot use MFA and get hacked. I mean But I don't think they say it that way. No, it's almost no. yeah. you know, they're almost like they're almost afraid to be told no. If that's what it feels like to me. It's like they don't want to lose the opportunity for the business. And so they're just they're playing that middle of the road game and they're not standing up and almost doing the Superman pose of saying, yes, and this is what you will do. And this is how I will protect you. And this is how we will be safe. Um, so being more emphatic, right? I mean, t- t- yeah. teaching these new entrants, like the, the, the there are like, you're going to go into, I use this analogy a lot. You're, you're a new doctor. You're going to go into surgery. You don't have an option. You're going to wash your hands. It's just <laughs> what you're going to do. It's not right. even up, you, you know. Well, I mean, but doesn't the surgeon tell you when you're going in for surgery, don't eat past midnight? They give you a bunch and of so rules, yeah. But there's a bunch of responsibility to the end user, the patient who's about to have surgery, that the surgeon puts down on them for it to be successful because there's a shared responsibility that if the patient does its part, if the doctor does his part, then the surgery becomes more successful. So if the MSP or provider does their part and the recipient, the customer does their part, it then becomes more successful. No doubt. I, I, I got to ask a scary question, which is if, if the break fix, I'm going to use that term, just the, the new MSP, the break fix company who's new to this uh, profession, and they come into this and they give the customers that option, what does it say about what they're doing internally then? That's what I would naturally ask of them. Well, are you giving yourself that same option to not I mean, do something? 
we've all heard the term, and it's with no disrespect for to the uh, Great Walt Disney brand, but we've heard that term of Mickey Mousing, and it almost feels like it's a Mickey Mouse move. Um, you know, yeah, not trying to disrespect Walt Disney, and I love Mickey Mouse, but that's what it feels like to me. Ha- I, I know you guys, you know, pr- you know, did, did uh, you know, we, we all went through the same pandemic. Um, what observations from from a uh, outsourced SOC SIM, you know, security provider vantage point did did you kind of witness over the last couple of years uh, vis-a-vis your partners? Um, exponential growth. I think that while the business communities in general seemed to be struggling because they were closing down businesses and learning how to operate remotely. And then lots of businesses couldn't operate at all because they needed their brick and mortars, but they didn't have any foot traffic. Um, MSPs and even the newer service providers, every single one of them, I didn't hear anybody that had a downturn. Um, in our business, I, I couldn't have predicted the kind of growth and numbers that were happening during a time where globally, it was just so much struggle, so much strife, you know, so much suffering. I felt incredibly fortunate to be in the place that we were in. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I, and do you think that remote work and and the and the you know I I I think of it like the you know the, the old Battle of Dunkirk, right? The massive evacuation, a, a logistical challenge. That all the MSPs mm-hmm. that worked to rapidly redeploy the global workforce to a remote work um, environment. I, I, I still feel like we're, we're still talking about and dealing with the security implications of that transition. We are. I mean, there was definitely a organization late last year that the MSP came to us. First time we had an opportunity, they had a client who was under attack. And when we got in to do the discovery, we noticed that they had open RDP to a domain controller and the CIO of the organization wasn't just a user, but it was a domain admin, enterprise admin and schema admin. And they had no MFA. And when we asked the question, why did you do this? This is like, these are like three strikes and you're out. I mean, you just, nobody tells you to do this. Everybody tells you not to do this. Well, we had to get set up quickly and this was the only way that we could do it so that we could even try to function when we had to send everybody home but they forgot to turn it off. And there's a lot of that that has been going on. People haven't gone back and reset in the quickness of what they were doing and the haste to get it done. They just kept moving forward and didn't make it. And I'm not saying everybody, because there's been lots of organizations that have done it right, have done it well, and it went back and fixed the problems that they felt like they had no other choice but to create. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot out there that is still out there hanging out, getting yeah. taken advantage of. No, that, that, that's really interesting. Um, so you mentioned MFA, um, w- what are maybe some of the other, you know, kind of more obvious, um, you know, things that you've seen over the last couple of years? Um, I call it the naked 365 effect. Um, people believing that, you know, they buy the business standard or the business basic licensing and they're not putting any security around it. You know, they're not doing any conditional access or they're not adding some sort of email security or collaboration security around it to secure it and stop the phishing or the account takeover or all of the things that, you know, and you look at the stats and it's ranging numbers, but it's to that mid 
80 to low 90th percentile that most security experts are agreeing that most compromises are starting because of some sort of email compromise or phishing that takes place. And I mean, no silver bullet, but man, there's some easy ways to defend against it. And again, it's almost like these providers are afraid to tell their client, you have to do this. You have to stay safe. We've got to put something in place and just not make it easy. So I, I, you know, I I was going to make a facetious joke of, you know, what do you mean? Microsoft doesn't take care of all the risk if you buy a 365 license? (laughs) Of course, that's a joke. I mean, they take care of some of it, Um, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to absolve, you know, G Suite or Google Workspace or whatever the heck it's named today, because I can't keep up with the name change that they've had over there, you know, but it just, at least from our vantage point, I would say probably 95% of our partners are focused on 365 and not Google. But look, Michael, for for anyone out there saying, oh my God, here's another podcast about how how bad it is from a cybersecurity standpoint. It's not bad. What what you just said, Michael, is fantastic news for any, any existing or aspiring managed service provider because it means that you're still relevant. You're still in the fight. You still have a purpose out there that very few companies can can effectively achieve. And I think that that's ultimately a good, you know, it's good news. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think for me, you know, like MFA, it just seems like a basic fundamental to me. I'm um, having some sort of security around your mail and your collaboration and your, you know, if you don't have a file server anymore and you're in that SharePoint OneDrive, putting some security around that and doing the conditional access, those are just basics. And so, you know, if you're not doing it, man, there's all kinds of opportunity for you to be successful and really make a difference. I mean, it was, was it, um, at the RSA conference in 2020, which was the last one that I went to before this whole lockdown and everything went crazy. I think Microsoft said 1.2 million accounts get compromised every month. And it was 99.3 or somewhere around that didn't have MFA on it. So you know, even two years wow. ago, telling everybody there's hope, there's opportunity. We just have to do it. It, it right. It's it's defensible. It's it's a defendable right. position. All you need to do is make a, a switch. I, okay, here's oh, that one thing like that I'm really statement right there. When you say it's defensible, well, well <laughs> I've I've learned so much from that man just listening to him talk. It is insane how smart he is. I I do I do have a a, a curious thing that I'd like to to find out. Um, when when you have a a, a new partner, and I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I I'd be curious to say to see if if the solutions granted partners coming in are looking at you guys chiefly as, oh, here's another product I can sell to customers, and I'm fine with it if that's your goal. I'm more curious how many of those partners are BreakFix or or fully MSP are actually using you guys to point that kind of laser beam internally and do some shoring up of their internal cybersecurity um, stance. Um, does that make sense? So I would, yeah, it does. I would say um, it's probably 75, 25 and 75 on the MSP side and 25 on the break fix side. Um, I still see that a lot of the break fix folks are having a tough time transitioning. Um, they're having a hard time. They're having a hard time speaking their value. They're having a hard time convincing because they haven't convinced themselves. And I would say 
they don't onboard themselves. They don't see the success that they get from it. And so, you know, it's hard to be super excited about what you can do for somebody if you're not excited about what you can do for yourself. You know, you can't, it's hard to lead from the front when you don't do it. So yeah, that that's, that's where I think I see that. And I will say that the MSPs and we try to get every single MSP that comes to us the first thing. And so I grew up in the, my mom, my dad, my aunts and my uncles, my grandparents, they all retired from General Motors. I grew up in that Ohio area where that was, you know, steel mill shut down. So what else do you do? You work for GM. Um, and growing up in the car industry, what I realized is like the best way to understand anything about the car is to get behind the wheel, to feel it, to understand it, to smell it, and really just feel and experience the vehicle. And so we try to tell our MSPs, you have to do this for yourself. You have to do these proof of concepts. You have to take us for a test drive. You have to kick us. You have to try to beat us so that you can see that we're not just selling you something, that we're here about the services, we're here about the people, we're here so that you can actually sleep at night, which I think is a really important thing because sleep is important. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that. I, I I just think that it's, you know, I'm trying to think back of in, you know, three decades of the managed services profession being around, if, if I've ever come across anything that's like this where, the, the the MSP the the break fix companies new entrants to to managed services are are unable for the first time perhaps to just resell something that they that they should already be doing themselves like I, I'm searching my memory banks and I can't think of anything this may be really the first time we've experienced this because I think it the as the industry is maturing and as we're being forced to mature, you know, cybercrime is forcing us to mature in a really exponential rate. Um, you know, the focus, at least I think what I'm seeing, and there's a lot of talk around this, and mature MSPs are really starting to focus on this. They're less focused on the technology. They're more focused on the people and the process, and they're more focused on the relationship. I think the relationship between the MSSP and the MSP or the provider is far more important than just the stuff you buy. Well, I remember a time when the the VAR to MSP transition in the early 2000s, right, late 1990s to two, early 2000s was taking place. And all of those companies led by you know, salespeople were, were still moving forward to market with, you know, features and functionality, just like they were, you know, rattling off a, you know, a server that they were Speeds and feeds. Yeah. But, but this is, I mean, again, this is like the biggest gift for the MSP community they could have ever asked for, which is again, relevancy and a position that puts them right in the crossroads of everything that's happening, but they, but they still got to earn and keep their spot at that crossroads position. Otherwise they're going to get removed. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that, you know, the end customer is becoming smarter. The expectations are being set and they're starting to realize their own part in this and how they have to participate. You know, they can't just look if you're a little overweight or you're not as heart healthy as you want to be. You can't just buy something to fix it. You've got to put the hard work in. So you can't just turn it over to somebody and hope it's all going to be okay. It really is a collaboration of effort and it's got to be a team. 
It has to be, and it's got to be. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, Michael. I'm, I'm going to ask a, uh, the same question a little bit differently just because I'm, I'm also interested in this aspect, which is do, do you have any sense of the more mature partners of Solutions Granted, the ones that get it, the ones that are doing it internally themselves, are they having an easier time at communicating that value and what they're doing on the security front to customers? Absolutely. And I think the way that I'm seeing it is that their operational maturity has hit a state where they're mandating to their clients, you will do this because this is our standard. And if this is good enough for me, then it's definitely good enough for you. And we're not going to support you if you don't do it our way. Um, you know, that's another one that you, I think you heard me say something about Matt Lee earlier. And I was at a conference last week where he was at, and he was talking about his days at Iconic. And when they were making their security transition, he said, they made a decision and they went to their clients and said, we're turning this on and your bill is going to be X in 30 days. And if it was a hundred customers and, you know, just using a random number, but I think that's what he said, 97 of them just said yes. And three of them said, no, wait a second, I don't want to, but they got what they wanted out of anyhow. They got the conversation and they did it three times. And that was a level of maturity that I think is amazing that when you see a really good, strong, operationally mature MSP, they're not asking their clients, they're telling because they know what's the right thing to do. But if, if I've ever heard the, and I know you've heard it too, Michael, the, the grumblings of MSP saying, oh, I, I, I'm not good at sales. You just <laughs> articulated the best managed services sales pitch for the next 10 years. So I get this, I get that question all the time. It's like, hey, I'm having a hard time with this. I can't convince them. They're pushing back on me. And I have tried to educate all of my partners eight ways from Sunday to figure it out. And I've given them every reason and every analogy that I could think of. And Matt Lee has unburdened me in a way by telling that story that has just made my job so much easier and has made MSP's jobs that much easier as well if you're just willing to try. And if you get an 80 or 90% adoption and the rest of them tell you no, and they're not going to do it then fire them because they're probably nickel and diming you to death anyhow. And not that you were killing them with the upgrades that you were giving them and the new increased cost, but you're probably making enough money that it doesn't matter. And it's okay. We never want to lose a client, but if the client is going to beat you down and not follow your lead and you're the subject matter expert, well, why do they hire you? What are they keeping you around for? Well, I, 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 completely agree with that. I'd go even a step further and say the ones that leave, um, what was their risk to you as an MSP or break fix company? Oh yeah. What were their, um, that the risk is almost unquantifiable, uh, if they're willing to be just an off, you know, you know, do whatever they want, wild west type of, uh, you know, client that's, that's not good for anybody. And whatever legal indemnification you think you can come up with, it's only worth as much as somebody's willing to argue with you about. So they're going to take you to court anyhow. They're going to say it's your fault. They're going to say you didn't force their hand. They're going to do, and it's going to cost you money, whether you win or lose. You're still going to lose money. You're still going to lose time. So it's, you know, get in or get out is my statement. Uh, folks, there you had it. M Michael Kern just gave gave you the the path forward. <laughs> if you want to get rid of those troubled customers who aren't buying into to, to the cybersecurity message, just follow that advice. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was one, so I, 
we've had many lives in this business. We've been in business for 21 years and, you know, been a government contractor with a facility clearance, been a bar, been an MSP. And I can remember the first time I fired a customer, not getting fired, but firing. And it was really an emotional day for me. But the next morning when I woke up, it was almost like the snow white, the birds were outside, the sun was shining and I felt unburdened. And it's like, wait, this is what it feels like when I don't have to get that email. And my first thought is, ugh, not them again. A lot of people, I, I, I want, I, I think I know why. A lot of people don't feel comfortable crossing that threshold, even though it is an unburdening, as you, as you correctly put it. I don't know why. I, I think it's fear. You know, fear. it's, um, right, right. you know, it's fear. I mean, you know, fear is, it's either the greatest motivator to man or the greatest demotivator. And if you're afraid and you stand in place, well, then that's where you choose to be. If you're afraid and you choose to walk through the door and you have no idea what's on the other side of it, who cares if it's success or failure because you tried something new. And if it's failure, that's technically still success because you learned something. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate the work you guys are doing over at Solutions Granted. I, I, again, you know, the, 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 I want to be respectful for the wide range of maturity levels within the MSP segment, but to, to, and, and I think that there are, and you said as much, there, there's a, there's a good cross section of even your partners who have great, you know, diversity of maturity level. So if you can't do it yourself, find a partner, uh, that you can trust, go work with them and, and do it, get it done and, and check that off of your list and move forward because there's, I think we don't have time to kind of wait on this anymore. We, we have serious work to do at the, at the consumer level and the MSPs and, and the break fix wannabe MSPs, there, there's no learning curve. We, we just gave no. it to you. This is what you yeah. are expected to do. Get it done. And then we can continue on with business. And, you know, one day if you get to that point and you've figured it all out and you can build it for yourself and then you can operationalize it internally, then do it. And that almost becomes, you know, I don't want to lose any business. That almost becomes a really proud moment for me. It's almost like, you know, you see your child go off and start to establish themselves and you know you had a little something to do with that. They graduated. That really, that feels so good to me. Don't want to lose the business and I hate that part of it, but man. I had a little something to do with that. And that's awesome. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Hey, look, uh, Michael, uh, really appreciate your time and, and kind of the, the opportunity to discuss this with you. And I would love to have you back on the program because I think there's a lot of stuff that are, is going to come up, uh, just organically over the, you know, over the, the, the near future. What's the best way for people if they're interested in what you guys at Solutions Granted are doing? What's the best way for them to reach out and interact with you? Um, I would normally say courier pigeons, smoke signal, telegraph. No, really. Um, Morse you could code. Call us. Yeah, Morse code. Um, I did spend a few years in the army, so I might know a little something about that. Um, our website, obviously, www.solutionsgranted.com. Um, you can call us 703-565-2395. Or if you want, you can send us an email to sales at solutionsgranted.com any of those methods. And if you like to talk, because I do, I technically hate email. It drives me crazy. Um, I'm more than happy to get on the phone and talk. Well, I, I, uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, talking is a lot, is a, it's not a lost art form, but it's, it's becoming uh, less and less used. And, um, I enjoyed talking well, I, to you, Michael. I really I, 
learned a lot today. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Absolutely. And look, everyone, you know, whatever your maturity level is um, in cybersecurity, uh, I think Michael's words and, and suggestions are spot on. Do it yourself first. Get your own house in order. Then and only then can you go out to market. Um, and you need to get, go out to market. Right there's a huge opportunity. There's a lot of important work to be to be done. This is a battle that is worth fighting and and is winnable, but we need everybody kind of properly armed and educated and prepared for this for this fight. And um, yeah, I, I, I you know can't can't say say much more about that. But um, Michael, again, thank you very much, uh, CEO and founder of Solutions Granted. Go check them out. And that's all for this time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.